Welcome to our Take Care Tuesday podcast. My name is Janice Wallaby, Safety and Security Specialist for the Harris County Center for Safe and Secure Schools with Harris County Department of Education. I am delighted to have Mr. Frank DeAngelis as my guest today. Frank is the retired principal of Columbine High School. Frank has served as an educator for the Jeffco School District in Littleton, Colorado since 1979. Starting as a social studies teacher and filling the roles of head baseball coach, assistant football coach, dean of students, and assistant principal before becoming the principal of Columbine in 1996. Frank is a national level speaker. He has addressed numerous professional and school audiences on the topic of recovery after a school-based tragedy. He has visited, consulted, and assisted school communities across the country following incidents of violence and tragedy. He retired in June of 2014 after 35 years at Columbine High School. He is presently serving as a consultant for safety and emergency, and we are so proud to call him a national partner with us here at Harris County Department of Education. We are so delighted because Frank is a national treasure. I am thrilled that I can have a conversation with Frank uh, regarding emergency planning in schools because he is committed and he's honest and he's unwavering about that commitment that those lost in the Columbine tragedy will never be forgotten. And it's reflected in his willingness to share difficult lessons and lessons he's learned and his own very moving and personal journey. Before we begin our conversation with Frank, I want you to be aware that he will be our guest at an upcoming virtual safety forum being held on Friday, November 9th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. He will be uh, sharing the stage with Dr. Shannon Devlin, who's a school psychologist, Uh, Shannon will be dealing with the prepare part of emergency planning. She will bring her expertise and day-to-day experience with school emergencies from the perspective of an incident commander, school psychologist, and a first responder. She will be focusing on preparing emergency response plans for the emotional impact that it will have on students, staff, and the community. Frank will focus on the recovery. He'll provide his insight and life experience of dealing with the recovery of a campus and community in an emergency and draw upon his personal experience of dealing with these events that deeply impact students in the community. To finish off the trio, we have Dr. Danielle Busby, clinical psychologist here in the Houston area at the Texaco Medical Center, working with Baylor University. Dr. Busby will explore the impact of COVID-19 on youth, families, educators, and schools, along with the link between the physical and the mental health. She will discuss how trauma-specific experiences and other mental health-related problems can impact mood, behavior, and academic performance. So we are so excited to have the three of them on November 5th. And so if you can join us, we would be happy for you to join us. So today on the conversation with Mr. DeAngelis, we're focusing on a couple of things. The questions are dealing with him expanding on how important emergency plans are, how to unpack tragedy in school, 
and, and how you move through from surviving to thriving when dealing with tragedy in schools. I'm so excited for you to share in our conversation. So take a listen. talking about a lot of great things about moving forward and surviving and thriving, but I do want to concentrate on the base question of what we, what we're talking about today is what is the most important thing in time of emergency crisis? What do you feel? I feel the most important thing during emergency crisis is have a plan, be prepared. You know, I tell people this all the time. If you told me that a Columbine could have happened at Columbine, I would have said, no, we all have this assumption it happens other places. And whenever I go out to help these other communities, the first thing they say to me is I can't believe it happened here. And where I look, where we are right now in 2021 compared to 1999 is schools are more prepared. The only drills we did in Colorado uh, were fire drills. That was it. And so we just react and we were fortunate I mean, unfortunately, we lost 13 and the two killers took their lives, but it could have been much worse because we didn't have a plan in place. And I tell teachers when they question it, is this important? I said, this is not the scare, it's to prepare. And I think we are doing a disservice if we don't, you know, have some type of plan in place and people need to know what they need to do. And I think that's why it's so important. And now what we are seeing, I think the best example of this what happened, what happened at the uh, national capital, there were legislators there that said what helped prepare them for that, the rioting that was occurring were drills they did when they were in school. And so this is something that carries forth. And, and I can't remember, I know there was a Congress, it might've been, uh, I'm trying to think who it could have been from Colorado who said he had learned this training through when he was in school and types of this thing. So. Unfortunately, what we see happening, we see these events, shootings happening in schools, but we're seeing them in movie theaters, we're seeing them in malls, we're seeing them in churches, so it has to have a plan of preparation, and I think that's the most important thing, and just so people know what to do. How do you unpack tragedy in schools? One of the things, biggest lessons I learned from Columbine is we can all experience an event, but how we react to the event, we react differently. For example, we had, after our event, we had students and staff members that constantly wanted to talk about what they experienced that day and, you know, where they were, um, whether they were hiding in the library, whether they were in, uh, in a classroom locked behind closed doors. And then we had other people come to me and say, Frank, we're tired of talking about it. The sooner I get back to doing what I was doing prior to the tragedy, it's going to help me heal. And then you have some people in between. And so one of the leadership lessons that I learned and I share when I do talk to others is we have to respect where everyone is. And there are some people, what was a great learning for me is there were people that were directed immediately, but all of a sudden I had staff members come to me three or four years later saying, I thought everything was fine and then something happened and now I'm traumatized. And I think what, I see this now what's going on with the pandemic. People seem to be doing fairly well and then something happens in their life and all these emotions are triggered and they become traumatized. And I think, you know, the important thing is to realize self-care is so important. 
and you never have to travel that journey alone and you need to find that support. Last thing I would say is the fact, and I use this kind of to make a point because I've had so many people say to me, they said, Frank, hey, I appreciate it. You know, you got counseling, you had your faith, you have all this exercise, but I don't need that. You know, I have my family, I have my friends, uh, you know, I have my support system, I have my husband, my wife. And I said, that's fine. But if you broke your arm or your leg, would you allow them to fix it? I said, unless if they're a doctor, of course. And they said, no, that's crazy. And I said, then why would you not go talk to someone who has been trained to deal with grief counseling? Because one of the things that we learned, and it was a lesson for me, a lot of times counselors in school, you know, they're trained for career counseling, some behavioral counseling, but as far as trauma counseling, they haven't been trained. And so we need to make sure that we provide the support for all of our people in the community. You are a survivor of, of many things. I mean, in the ones that we just know because of the situation, but you survived. But can you say that you've thrived? How have you, have you reached that point where you're thriving? Well, this is where my faith comes in. Um, I survived, but I didn't do it alone. And uh, I was struggling, you know, uh, for the first time in my life, uh, I, I consider myself a strong Christian, but for the first time in my life that night when I couldn't even go back to my house because uh, the police were concerned about the safety and welfare of my family. And I was, uh, we went to my brother and sister-in-law's house to spend a night. And I'm just sitting there reliving everything that happened that day. And what I saw, something I was never prepared for is being, you know, a principal or a teacher, or an educator. And I was questioning my faith, but it was a couple of days later that the priest called me down and he shared something. He said, Frank, you should have died that day, but God's got a plan. And he's going to help you walk with that journey. And I think that was the important piece that I was, the only reason I'm thriving today is number one, he challenged me. He said, no one asked, no one asked to be put in a situation you were put in, but you were put there for a reason. Now you need to go out and help others. So I took that to heart. And that's why, you know, it's 22 plus years later, I'm going to continue to help people. And it's not that I'm an expert, but when I call a principal, it's not because I'm Frank DeAnza, it's because I was a principal of Columbine. When I call and say, I know what you're feeling, they're saying, yeah, you do. And in, uh, you know, just within the state of Texas, when I worked with Santa Fe, you know, it's not, I can just say, these are lessons learned. This is what we did. This is what we would do differently. And I think that's where I can help people. And I'm going to continue to do it because one of the things that I, do every morning when I wake up before my feet hit the ground, I recite the names of my beloved 13. And I made mm -hmm. them a promise, you know, on April 20th, 1999, I was not going to allow them to die in vain. And they're all of our kids. And it doesn't matter, Colorado, Texas, North Carolina, I'm going to do everything. And we need to come together and do everything we can because, um, you know, I, I have a little granddaughter that just celebrated her eighth birthday. And I, made her a promise that I never want her to go through with those poor kids at Sandy Hook had to go to through or those kids at Columbine hunting over table. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that we provide the safest, well-adjusted society for them. And I'm going to do everything I can to do my part. What an educator's heart. Thank you. The heart of an educator is a powerful thing and I appreciate you and thank you so much for taking the time. Looking forward to seeing you, to seeing you even though it's virtual, 
uh, November 5th. Thanks a lot, Frank. Thanks, Janice. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Take Care Tuesday. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at CSSS underscore HCDE. You can also reach us on our website at www.hcde-texas.org by clicking on Support Services and then click on Center for Safe and Secure Schools. Again, thank you for joining us. Stay safe, stay secure, and take care. Bye.